Hello, this is Lawrence Lewis. And this is Sister Christian. Today is Wednesday, March 25th, 2020, and this is the Producers Happy Hour. Two producers on opposite coasts reaching out to our filmmaking and live event community to hear your stories about how this pandemic has affected your lives and your work. We want to hear your stories. It's important for us to keep talking, communicating, and sharing our experiences and ideas. Your stories let us know that we're not alone. They're important. Yes. So please send them to us at producershappyhour at gmail.com or better yet, record a one minute, approximately, you can go over, one minute voice (laughs) memo and email it to that same address, producershappyhour at gmail.com. Just follow the instructions on our website, producershappyhour.com. Also, please share this show with friends and colleagues. We want these stories to be heard far and wide within the community. So please share them on social media or tell a friend. I really believe that storytelling and communicating with each other is all helping us uh, heal from this uncertain time. Exactly. You tell a friend, then they tell two friends. Then they and tell so friends. on and so on. <laughs> exactly. What was that? <laughs> I don't v- remember. It was a hair product commercial. Mm-hmm. It was great. Uh, we'll have yeah. to look it up. Lawrence, I'm really excited about our interview today. We are chatting with Susan Ruid Anderson. She's been the executive producer at companies like The Sweet Shop, Be Real, and is now at We the People. And she has some very inspiring and hopeful thoughts about our industry that I think will really bring comfort to our listeners. Me too. I've worked with Susan many times over the years, so I have a feeling this is going to be quite special. But first, I want to implore everyone, Christian, and we should say this on every episode, please stay at home. Please follow the WHO guidelines for hand washing and social distancing so we can stop the spread of this virus. Yes. As we said yesterday, um, the one thing that you absolutely can do without a problem whatsoever is stay at home. And that is helping. Yes. That is something you can do to actively help. Yes. Christian, how are you doing today? Um, Doing better today. Even though Governor Cuomo was just on, I still agree with the, yeah. the very blunt, you know, honesty that he gives, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't mm-hmm. been outside. I've been outside once in, you know, nine days now, which is... Uh, wow. It's been okay, but, you know, it's beginning to become a little bit... Uh, closed in so i will are are you are you allowed to go on walks oh yeah i could okay but i haven't yeah i've been you know again decompressing for the last three months so Mm -hmm. i haven't gone out um yet for that sense but i um do see that they're now in new york are going to start closing down certain (laughs) streets because of I heard that. Yeah, lack of traffic, but it also lets you walk in the street instead of trying to maintain sidewalks. So I do think that I could once that starts to get into play, then I'm very excited. That that makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So um, how are you doing? Good. Good. I, I mean, I was pretty good yesterday, and then mm-hmm. I was watching a movie with Christopher last night, and I just completely got absorbed in the movie, and I swear to God, I forgot. All this was happening. Oh, wow. Do you mind? Can, can we know which movie? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, is that a loaded question? No, right. it's not. But it was Gattaca. Okay. So, yeah. It, 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 you know, there's some similar, not similarities, but it just is, seems to be the right mood of yeah. a movie to watch right now. Mm-hmm. But I just got absorbed in, in the, I may have had a gummy, um, but I just got absorbed <laughs> in the movie. And then may just or may not. For, <laughs> forgot forgot it all. And then as soon as I thought about it, it really sent me into, you know, some depression. Um I just the scope of mm-hmm. what is happening. Yeah. Well, I do think that when we're alone in our houses um and doing things, you could forget that maybe you just had a random day off of work you know, and yeah. forgetting. Yeah. And then when it does come again, if you're not watching the news 24 hours a day, the moment you turn on the television or go to do something, you uh, go for an email. If any of you are signed up for um, any of the elections coming up, <laughs> you'll know that you've been inundated with stuff that is COVID related. Mm-hmm. And that just shocks yeah. you right back into reality. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, I also um, was going through some of my auto emails because it seems that any time I've ever purchased something from anybody ever in my entire life, <laughs> I'm on a list. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I realized that, you know, getting a bunch of those in the morning when I don't, when I'm not in the frame of mind to spend money or yeah. I'm trying very hard not to, to be, to maintain yeah. a budget kind of suck. So <laughs> I started going through them and then I noticed uh, I came across Chelsea Market Baskets. Do you remember when we used to do agency gift baskets? Yeah. <laughs> Which were literally the <laughs> Some <bane>. companies. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, literally the bane. Some companies still do. Yeah. And um, some don't. Some have cut that out entirely. So it just really depends on the brand of production that you're providing or um, the scope of the budget that you're on, right? Yep. And it used, mm-hmm. I remember um, the amount of thought that we used to have to put in them on every single job was a ton. So you used yes. to have services sometimes do it, right? Well, yep. I got an email from Chelsea Market Baskets that said they have now special care packages with free shipping that they'll ship out. Uh-oh. And I was thinking, huh. So I went on and I looked at them and they're, yes, there's provisions in them. And then I think everyone gets a free bar of soap and just little things like that. But it would absolutely be a small pick-me-up for a mm-hmm. elderly relative or something if you're thinking about that. Also, too, then I remember I used to send my mom... I know that there's some people out there that may not eat meat. My parents did, and we used to send them Omaha steaks. Oh, my mom loves Omaha steaks. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I went on there, and I saw that they have now, like, meal prep kits and stuff like that. And again, just thinking that if you're apart from your loved ones, parents, whomever, and they happen to be in a different part of the country, and you're feeling like you can't do something for them, like go out and do the grocery shopping or whatever for them, maybe look into that type of thing and you can you can still do it. That's very sweet. Yeah. yeah. That's so lovely. That's my tip of the day. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, remember when we had, remember when we had a show, when we had segments like tip of the day? I remember... <laughs> Well, I remember, too, like um, buying the wine for the agency baskets and getting a couple of extra ones. (laughs) Yes. Our bonus. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's so long ago, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As long as you split one with accounting or gave one to accounting, it'll be fine. Exactly. Um, Okay. I know we want to get to some voice memos and, of course, to our interview, um, but a couple things. Friday's our deadline for the subscription challenge. Yes. Right, Christian? Uh huh. <laughs> Where we're going to look at our credit card bills, see what subscriptions we have, and maybe drop a few to tighten the belt. Yes. And I was procrastinating this morning by deep diving on gift baskets. So, yes, I will do that. <laughs> I have a feeling well, okay. I'm going to be doing it Friday I... morning right before we... <laughs> Record. I spent last night. I spent last night watching Gattaca and <laughs> having a mini meltdown. Um, and then this morning, I realized, and I don't know if you do this, Christian, um, but I have never in my life ever thought that I would have a shoeless household, a shoes off household. Oh no! But, yeah, but I am now the proud owner of a shoes off household. Really? Um. No shade to anyone who does this, um, but yeah, I, I I've just been reading some stuff. You know, you know what's happened. I think in the last couple of days, mm-hmm. I've really started to freak out about the virus. Yes. I, I I I guess I did maybe a week ago where I really really realized, okay, this is serious uh, mm-hmm. in, in terms of my own health. Right. But then I think in the last two days, now I've become paranoid. So now we leave our shoes off at the entryway. Mm -hmm. We're wiping down every touch surface once a day. It's getting a little ridiculous. Well, are you guys leaving the house? We are. We are. Okay. Right. So then, yes. We go for walks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In my neck of the woods in Los Feliz Silver Lake, there is, we have a homeless problem. We've had a homeless Mm -hmm. problem. You have to walk through some areas that they live in. Mm -hmm. And right now... They've really kind of taken over a couple little small blocks. Yes. There already was some diseases and problems, unsanitary problems in those areas. And so now with all this going on, I have just become kind of a germaphobe. But I think you should be. That's a good thing. Yeah. You should be. You should be. I heard, you know, one of the health advisors of the White House say a couple days ago, if you think you're being extreme with your cleanliness, step it up. Oh, wow. You can be more. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Because if, if there's anything I'm not, 
is extreme with my cleanliness. <laughs> so oh, I need to. No, no, I don't mean that in any way, up. except for um, no, I know, step it I know. Up. Mm-hmm. Okay, a couple news things real quick. The Senate reached a big two trillion dollar stimulus package overnight in a bid to battle economic disruption caused by the coronavirus pandemic. Some provisions include $1,200 direct payment to many Americans. I think that's Mm -hmm. one time. Yes. Which is great. I'm not sure how much that's going to help. Plus a $370 billion loan program for small businesses. Mm -hmm. So any production people out there that are incorporated, I'm under the impression that we are small businesses. So I'm, I'm hoping that those programs are available to us. And there's also a $500 billion fund for businesses, cities, and states. I'm going to put that link to that article in the in the show notes. I don't know what you've heard. Have you heard anything? Yes, I've heard some things about it already. It's passed the Senate. It's going over to the House. And so Nancy Pelosi has said that she's really trying to get a unanimous, you know, passage of this thing because she doesn't want to bring everybody back in to vote because you have to be in person to vote in either um, the House or the Senate. Just so you know, she's trying to not have to make all 420 members come back to the or Mm -hmm. 420 plus members come back and vote in person. But it seems like that's 50 50. We may have to bring people back because of the special wordings in the bill. I encourage everybody to go read the Senate bill so you understand how it affects you. It's awfully long and horrible. Yes. But so read a cliff notes. There's many sources out there that will give you the sum up. Yeah, we'll find one and we'll put a link in the uh, the show notes. So here in L.A., Mitch O'Farrell has compiled a list of unemployment aid programs for workers in the motion picture and television community, which he states is a vital part of our local economy. It's a long list of things. I don't know how much access or what what the requirements are, but Mm -hmm. Motion Picture Television Fund, Actors Fund for America, BehindTheScenesCharity.org, Will Rogers Motion Picture Pioneers Foundation, Mm -hmm. and the Los Angeles County Federation of Labor Community Services. Again, I don't know what it takes to to get aid from these organizations, but we'll put that list in the show notes. And I think I'm also going to put that list of social benefit programs on our website mm-hmm. under the Take Action page. So that way you guys can go there, sign up to the petitions, and then you can look at that list. Also, LA Times published an article with a similar list. I'll put that link in the show notes as well. But if you Google LA Times, Entertainment Industry Offers String of Funds for Help. That's mm-hmm. the article. And Todd Vandenberg, executive director of Will Rogers Pioneers Assistance Fund, says, we are seeing many, many people in a desperate situation. The emails we are seeing are absolutely heartbreaking. We are going to provide a little bit of relief to as many people as we possibly can. Wow. That's the big problem, right? Since this is affecting everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody is going to need help. Mm -hmm. So these small charities and government programs just aren't cut out for this kind of volume. But uh, they're not, you know, everyone's doing what they can. I mean, I had a call with my sister today who is a healthcare worker and they've run out of masks. And so she because I've been making them here. I've been yeah. sewing masks on my sewing machine a couple of day, you know, just to see what, you know, my output could be. And um, she asked me for masks. <laughs> And I was like, of course, you can have all the masks I make. I mean, it was just so lovely that she thought of it and asked me for it versus going without or making do. So I know um, everybody's hurting right now. I did hear that a friend of mine and a neighbor has tested positive here in Los Feliz. He's feeling okay. He's feeling better. It comes on in waves. Does he he live uh, alone or... He lives alone. Okay. He's got a lot of friends. People mm-hmm. are checking on him. Okay, good. But again, this is how as close we said, it is. This is how close it is. It's one person away. And we have to behave like that. We have to behave like that because uh, it's coming. It's going to come in a big wave. It's coming for sure. Especially, especially for you in New York. I mean,. Uh, New York's numbers just keep doubling, so I don't... Yeah, every um, three days it doubles. Well, pretty soon um, they're going to stop allowing you to... Actually, they're going to shut down the parks because people are abusing that. They're going to... Police are going to start breaking up groups of more than three or four people. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just what, I mean, uh, the governor has said because people aren't heeding the warnings. The sooner we buckle down and do this, the sooner it'll be done. And not completely done, but done for, uh, you know, the the extreme measures will be over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, One last thing before memos, this might 
help some people. It's a, a little article in the Harvard Business News. Uh-huh. It's called The Discomfort You're Feeling is Grief. Okay. I think that's important for people to kind of understand, mm-hmm. for people who maybe haven't experienced grief. This may just feel like some weird roller coaster of emotions where one day you're angry and one day you're desperate and one day you're sad. Those are all the stages of grief. It's actually a, a emotional process that people have analyzed with stages and different emotions in each stage. Mm-hmm. We are all collectively grieving for what our life was. For the loss of what it was. For the loss of what our life was, yes. I was speaking yeah. to a friend this morning and we said that exact thing, the roller coaster. And um, I, I know that I feel all the emotions mm-hmm. within the course of a day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At yeah, least yeah. once. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, I think a lot of people out there are... Yeah, they're just happening randomly, whatever. And it's, um, you know, just understanding and admitting and dealing with them right away is something I've had a problem with in the past. Now I feel like I don't have the luxury of, I mean, giving myself a break, of course, but also realizing, too, that you're allowed to feel these things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So look up that article, hbr.org, that... The discomfort you're feeling is grief. We'll put a link in the show notes. Okay. Voice memo time. So again, yes. thank you guys so much for sending these in. We are always excited whenever we see them in our email box. So our first one's from Nate Werman. He is a commercial producer, director, and production supervisor at Versus Visual Services. And his website is versusvisualservices.com. Uh, and we actually don't have audio for this, Christian, so I'm just going to read his email. Okay. I recently located from L.A. to Colorado, and most of my work was still back in L.A. before the virus happened. Since the pandemic started picking up about three to four weeks ago, all prospects for work has been delayed indefinitely or canceled. This is a challenging time as my wife only works retail, and the hours she's getting paid for are less right now as well. We have a one-year-old boy who, thank God, is the joy of our lives. But we are starting to panic about the long-term effects this pause in business for me will have on our livelihoods, i.e. not being able to pay rent or worse, put food on the table. In order to stay fresh, I've started screenwriting again in the evenings, and I'm working out nearly every day to beat the cabin fever. My macabre silver lining is that I know there are worse off than us, and the fabric of society is bound to collapse before I accrue too much debt. I mean, uh, macabre indeed, but, um, I agree. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't have children. It's hard to compare what my loss is to other people's loss because we all feel it differently. Um, so I, I mean, of course we could all have it worse, but it doesn't negate the fact that you're feeling really bad too. Yeah. That you feel yours is bad. It's a tough one. It is. It is. I, I, my heart, uh, my heart goes out to Nate. I mean, again, we've talked about this. The people with kids at home, I can't imagine how much harder they have it. As we said, you know, it's already been a week since people weren't able to go to work. Yeah, at least some people weren't able to go to work, and that's mm-hmm. that's 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 enough to do it. And it's it's turning out that the freelance community has been out of work a little bit longer. In yeah. some stakes, and a little bit shorter in others. Seems that um, some, you know lost their jobs a month ago and started canceling. Yeah. Okay, uh, next we have Joe Tower, who is senior producer at a company called Industry. That's with an E, I-N-D-E-S-T-R-Y dot com. He sent this in. My name is Joe Tower, and I am professionally based in Los Angeles, California. I'm a senior producer of content for the AR company, Indie. I am working. A lot of jobs have canceled. I do have work in the future for whenever this ebbs, but most all production on both coasts and globally has either ceased to have been delayed. I am home-based in Durango, Colorado, so I am in quarantine, trying to stay healthy, take care of family, trying to reckon with the potential new normal. At Indy, all of our chief officers and our staff is devoted to having a positive impact and utilizing the skills and assets we have at our company to try and aid the cause. Other than that, I'm staying in contact with freelance hires and freelance clients and putting out some creative content of my own. I don't have any advice per se, but I think, or at least based on conversations I've had with colleagues, I hope, is that the turn in our industry is going to be from brand to client or product to marketplace to human to human. So if I did have any advice, I think I'd just say, 
heed that. Just reach out and see how people are doing. Wow. I like that, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Human to human. Human to human. Yeah. I think uh, things are going to get real small. I think so. And I do, I do. um, The industry has, and you can speak to this, Lawrence, moved, um, started moving in a big way, (laughs) small steps in a big way towards experiential. And I think that's definitely more human to human experience for sure. Absolutely. Um, I think like after we keep comparing this to 9-11 and I know, I know it doesn't um, compare, but one thing that happened to the messaging, you know, the messaging got warm and, and, you know, we're here, we're together, we're America, we'll fight through this. Mm-hmm. But the, the spots got broad, right? They got national and they got big and American, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, Bank of America, we're here for you, America. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, FINRA, all these financial institutions. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think it's going to get small and I think it's going to get neighborhoody. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's like... Your local community community needs you, and here's what we can do to help your local community. And it could even be a big brand that maybe has visibility in a small Mm -hmm. community, like like Los Feliz or Silver Lake. We have some big brands coming in. You know, that's just kind of my prediction for marketing messages, but, you know, we'll see. Okay, one more from Mark Mangra, who is a senior video producer for a local marketing agency. Let's take a listen. My name is Mark Mangra. I'm a photographer and cinematographer. And for my day job, I'm a senior video producer for a local marketing agency. Uh, I've been lucky to work from home uh, and still be able to edit videos and every once in a while shoot something. But as a freelancer, it's been kind of tough where um, I like to do weddings on the side. I like to do little short films and documentaries. And a lot of those things have been put on hold. Um, And... It's been kind of tough losing out on that type of money, uh, especially when you're saving up for gear or you're saving up for the future. And I think the best advice that I can give myself and anyone else is to stay pragmatic and also take your time to learn something new so you'll be smarter and better when it's all done. Yeah. I mean, again, again. Uh, so Mark just made me realize that I didn't even think about the wedding industry shutting down and how many people it affects. I mean, from yeah. photographers, videographers, to caterers, to all those people venues. that service that industry. Yeah. Yes. I didn't yeah. even realize because a lot of people do that from, you know, let's call it April through um, October in mm-hmm. some of the um, some markets. And that's what they and then they take the winter off. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just gearing up now for wedding season, even though I know people get married any time of the year, but yeah, it's normally but that's, that's the normal spring, summer, yeah. fall, spring, summer, yeah. fall. Exactly. So special thanks to Mark Mangra for his voice memo. Really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Um, but uh, as, a, as a side note, a funny side note, I did see a post on Facebook yesterday where it says, and we keep saying this all the time, so it made me think of us uh, sick of all the chirpy articles saying, why not use this time to learn a language or master an instrument? <laughs> and their response is, in all caps, because I'm paralyzed with anxiety. That's why <laughs> fucking Mary Poppins. Exactly. Like, why are we pushing ourselves to be so productive? I know. I understand that I, we're I, productive people, but... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you we're know, not Mary it's Poppins. It's okay to just, we're not, and we're not Mary Poppins. It's okay to just sit on the couch. I know we say it all the time, but do what you need to do right now. It's your time. It is your <laughs> we're not time. not the boss of you. I know, exactly. And <laughs> don't feel guilty over it. If you need a day, if you need a week, if you need a month, take yeah. it. Take it. Yep. Okay, Christian, let's get to the interview. But first, We want to implore people to take some action. We want to mention again the three links on our website, producershappyhour.com. Yes, two of them are petitions to implore the government to include film industry and event industry crews and financial relief packages. And the third is a form letter for you to send to your state officials asking them to include freelancers in their financial assistance programs. Exactly. So get to work, people. It'll only take you 10 minutes. Great. Okay, so on to the interview. 
Susan Ruid Anderson is a strategic executive producer specializing in content creation across multiple platforms. Her expertise is in the startup and buildup of a company, creating the company operations, recruitment and management of directors and creative teams, film and digital production. As executive producer at companies like The Sweet Shop, Be Real, Room 2, and now We the People, Susan is known for creating a work environment that is positive, inspiring, and allows each member of the team to excel and grow. Let's take a listen. Well, I think the first thing we'd like to do is check in with you and see how you're doing. Good. You know, I, uh, I don't consider myself this big extrovert sort of person. Mm. finding yourself in a in isolation you kind of start to seek outside Mm -hmm. you know I want to go to the grocery store or I want to to go out on a hike or I want to have some sort of thing where I see other people or I Mm -hmm. interact with other people even though you know that I consider myself an introverted sort of person you know I I find myself trying to find those other external sorts of things Mm -hmm. that I can can build myself up with my husband and daughter are you know they're well as you know as they can mm-hmm. be, you know, when we kind of move around the house and we have, my daughter has the office as her remote school. And my husband and I kind of switch places just to kind of feel like we're moving around the house a <laughs> right. little bit. So. <laughs> I get that. So I get, I get, yeah, I get the bedroom today. He's got the living room. You know, we've used the, the kitchen. So we kind of alternate mm-hmm. through the house just to kind of give ourselves a, a bit of a, a respite of, you know, change of scenery, on, being on this lockdown. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think we're all kind of going through the same thing. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not much of an extrovert myself, but, uh, I do feel the need to, to connect daily, uh, either get out of the house, see some nature or reach out to some friends. So I think everyone's feeling that right now. Susan, you and I go way back. You are a, an amazing executive producer and you've worked at some great companies, and I know this might be a little bit of an unfair question, but what advice do you have for our filmmaking community right now in this really uncertain time? Any sort of words of wisdom or helpful advice on how to get through this? Uh, spring cleaning. I think, uh, I think all those things that you've, uh, you've put aside, I think that, that helps with the mental clutter. Mm-hmm. I think getting, yes. you know, going through your address book and reconnecting with people that you haven't spoke to for a while. I think a mm-hmm. lot of times we get mired in the work uh, when we're on a project or on a job or, or in my case, when we're bidding something or treating something, we get really mired mm-hmm. in the work and we don't think about any of those people that we haven't connected with. So I think right yeah. now we kind of are on a pause and we can clean out that address book and, and see all those addresses that you haven't spoke to in a while, or, you know, for some, you know, you don't even know where, where that address came from. And I think you can do those sorts of things. I also think, you know, you can think about, um, what, what are the things that you can do to give back? You know, what are the things that you've been, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all so busy in, and again, trying to win jobs and produce jobs, that I think there's certain things that you can do at this point in time to try to give back, much like you guys are doing on this podcast. I think um, I have a director that's going to do something up in Montana for his community and just go out and shoot some things and, you know, that has a little bit of optimism to it. Mm-hmm. I think we can do those sorts of things. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Eventually, we will all be back to this race Mm -hmm. that we're on to win and produce and all those sorts of things. And, you know, and it will be busy. I'm, I'm sure of Mm -hmm. it. I think the things that will change are, I think a lot of people are going to be germaphobes and we're going to have to adapt to a different way of working and just to protect people or to Mm -hmm. put people's minds at ease. But, there is that light at the end of the tunnel. And I think right now we can kind of evaluate where we're at and, and do some mental and spiritual and emotional cleaning of just uh, kind of going through the decks and just reaching out to people that we haven't reached out to in a while. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, we were just talking about. I think I'm. I've I've already uh, checked germaphobe off the list, so I'm. I've got that one on now. <laughs> when you said that, I immediately thought Chris, of craft service, and I was like, Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> I know, yeah. I know, I know. Oh. I know. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, you know, it's like craft service is going to be like it's never been. You know, everybody doesn't yeah. want to be handling the same thing. You know, how many times have you seen that same spoon going into the M and M dish oh, on the? God, no. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, every done. time. <laughs> I've seen it every time. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you were on a call with the AICP. Um, do you want to share what you learned from that call at all? They actually, they've been doing these roundtables, and there's another one t- mm-hmm. uh, today at 11. You know, I think oh. they're really thought-provoking. Um, yesterday's was about insurance and indemnity. I think everybody kind of reads into it in a different way and what they should do for a com- as a company. Mm-hmm. Last week, there was a, a roundtable regarding what do we do in this period of time and should people continue to work and should people continue to bid? Um, there's some people that are, are working. There's some people that are putting out, you know, some of their directors can shoot things from home. There's, there's people that if you have a large shoot mm. that's going to happen, um, there's people like tabletop or, or, uh, you know, uh, social video, you know, there's, there's several of our directors on our roster that actually own their own gear. So mm-hmm. if it's a smaller sort of mm-hmm. shoot, uh-huh. you can actually go out and shoot. I think there's creative ways to try to doc style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To try to figure things out. But I do think, you know, it has kind of, dwindled and i think people are starting to say okay well now china's open maybe we can have a remote crew shoot in china and maybe we can remote satellite feed video village i think that is i'm not sure how comfortable people will be with that initially Mm -hmm. who's to who's to say you know maybe this changes how we deal with video village from here on an idea to throw around Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm I mean, the job that I was on right before this whole thing happened, we were we absolutely were set up to video stream the monitor from Video Village because their company had shut down travel. Right. So, you know, it, it happened in such small increments that uh, we every day we were problem solving in a very fast, rapid information environment. And yeah, we came up with a lot of solutions. And then, you know, thankfully the job canceled <laughs> because... Or postponed, let's call it. Yeah. Yeah. Because gathering is just, we shouldn't be gathering in big groups. Yeah. Um, You know, we also had a conversation, part of the conversation yesterday was there is no insurance really that covers this. You know, there's not going to be insurance that covers infectious diseases for at at least Mm -hmm. until we're through this. And and people never took out that insurance. So how do you have an agency or a client cover those costs? of postponing or canceling the shoot when it's a it's a big loss for them. We had this conversation in, in one of our very first episodes Christian that came up right away uh, right you away. know especially for jo- jobs that are non-AICP where there isn't that kind of outline of of you know who pays what if a job cancels. But Christian you talked to an uh, insurance company and they they said this does not fall under force majeure right. or because I've done unfortunately a lot you know I've, I've got a few insurance claims large ones under my belt <laughs> and <laughs> it just nothing in the policy covers this absolutely nothing and it's hard because we we put out the money already to make it happen but the client it's the client's money so even though it's awarded to us, like, what do you do? I mean, yeah. I think we just have to share the responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the fairest thing is sharing the responsibility in some way and try to remain as financially sound or fiscally responsible as possible when we're going in to mm-hmm. produce something. And mm-hmm. there are going to be compromises that will need to be made in order to get the most back for what has been canceled. We actually had a project postpone and we... We suggested mm-hmm. the postponement early on because we knew once we got into it, it may not come back for a while. And so, you know, that's just fiscal responsibility on trying to trying to defray as many costs mm-hmm. as possible. Manage. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. My husband's actually in insurance. He works for Marsh. 
and you know this. Oh, so you have an insider. Yeah. So there, there is, um, there is nothing that covers this because it isn't force majeure, and it's, um, Mm -hmm. you know, where is the loss? You know, where? How can you point to a loss being incurred? So it's it's a difficult situation. And then you know, there's uh, that whole uh, indemnity or liability. It's like once we do get back to work, you know, let's say somebody gets sick. You know, and and now mm-hmm. they yeah. they're on your shoot and they get sick. But how do you point that they actually got sick from your shoot, or you know, when when does that occur? It's it's a it's a complicated thing. And unfortunately, insurance, like long story short, insurance is not going to cover this sort of, sort of thing. So it's going to rely on us compromising and working hand in hand with agencies and clients in order to come up with a solution um, that's fair and equitable to people. I agree. And I also think that there's yeah. going to be some um, discussions with crew had now prior to when you're holding crew or booking crew, just so that everybody's aware of what the cancellation policy is and agrees to it before they start. Just more communication, I think, is going to happen. Yeah, the tough thing is, you know, we all, as as people that are freelancers, we all go to work. When when there's a job, we go to the job and we go to work on the job. And it, it's mm-hmm. It's difficult for us to turn down a job when, you know, I'm coming down with a little cold or something like that. I'm, I'm going mm-hmm. into work because I have committed myself for two weeks and I need that job. So how, how do you, as somebody that hires crew, how do you make it okay for somebody to call in sick, you know, when you're on a project? Right. And I think that's something that, you know, that's going to be a tough one because, Everybody that works as a freelancer, you're going to go into that job and you're going to want that project and you're going to want, and especially when we all go back to work, we're going to want to take those projects because we need to, we need to, we need to pay the bills again. So it's, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting time on how do employers allow for somebody to say, Hey, I'm sick. I really can't come in. And do you take Mm -hmm. half pay or do you say as an employer, I'm going to pay you out and let's get somebody to cover you and just bear the cost of mm. having somebody double up so that you are take, making every effort you can to help people not feel horrible about calling in sick, but also to protect the rest of your crew from getting sick. And I think as somebody that hires crew, I think you're going to have to start to think about how do you do that so it's okay and how do we allow for that within our budgets? Do we, you know, have a sick leave line? I was going to say, do, do you, yeah, have a sick leave line. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that, you know, is something that we can start fighting for once jobs, no matter how small, come back is some sort of line that's, Why not? you know, could be cost plus, mm-hmm. cost plus line for sick leave. Yeah, mm-hmm. It'll, it, that, that, that it will encourage responsibility. Yeah, it will. And yeah. it will encourage somebody from you know, not showing up at, at the job site, you know, and not exactly. feeling bad Being that they're going to lose, yeah, mm-hmm. going to lose their, you know, money that they needed. The trickier thing, the way our crews are, you know, structured, you know, like a military operation and cellular, if it's the key grip and he's figured out this whole rig and he can't come into work one day, does his best boy know enough to take it over? Do you have to get another grip out there tomorrow at 6 a.m. and he just has to wing it? Those those are the other challenges, the logistic challenges, rather than the pay is easy. I'm sure we can figure that out. Right. Or do you have him FaceTime it, you know, have him actually ah. FaceTime and, and guide somebody else in and, and allow for some sort of work from home since you actually are paying them to not show up. You know, maybe there's a way that, That's you know, true. it's like he guides somebody, you bring somebody else in and then he guides guide somebody through the process. And then, you know, there's a whole other complication with unions and how do you deal with a union crew member, you know, where you need to not just pay. It's a, you know, it's a never ending sort of, it'll be a cascading sort of effect. But I do think uh, the idea of allowing for a sick leave line in budgets as we start to progress might be a really good idea. Yeah, I think so. Um, and when you had emailed us when we were talking about scheduling this this uh, this chat, you had talked about these kind of you know new provisions when we do start to get back to work, and you you have a very hopeful take on us getting back to work, 
but you also mentioned, and we should talk about it because I, I, I know you've done a bit of this kind of work, uh, is experiential, which was having a boom before all this happened. And I had to start putting all my eggs into that basket with my own little company, Indelible Arts, and all the work I've been doing. <laughs> Picked the wrong week to stop, stop sniffing glue. <laughs> but uh, yeah, experiential. <laughs> experiential is going to definitely take a hit. Yeah. You know, big gatherings mm-hmm. of lots of people. Yeah, it is. I think, you know, you start to think about how we ease ourselves back into this and how we you know, people will still want to have some social distance. Um, and I think, you know, as much as we can say, hey, everybody wants to go out and dine out once this is all over. And, you know, I think there's still going to be hesitation to go into movie theaters and go to restaurants where there is mm-hmm. big crowds of people. And I think in the same way, experiential or pop-ups or things like that, you know, unfortunately, you know, they're they're going to actually be quiet for a while just because I think there's going to be clients that will rather put out anthemic messages of their company or of hope or mm-hmm. of those sorts yeah. of things rather than gathering people to experience something. I think they're going to put out anthems sort of ads and that kind of thing, which is great as far as filmmaking and a boom to the film industry. But I do think, you know, you start to think about the things that, how this spreads and how this has spread. And I think all those mm-hmm. things will need to be considered as, as we move forward. But, you know, we will move forward at some point. This will mutate out yep. or it will stop or we'll all be back to work. And, and I do think that there's going to be a boom of business because everybody has been put themselves on hold. You know, there'll be all the major retailers. They'll want to put out messages, you know, mm-hmm. all the, all the, big companies, they'll want to put out messages, you know, airlines will want to, to bring people back into the fold and have, Mm -hmm. have some new messaging around how they're protecting people other than just sending out emails or how they're adapting. So I do think there's going to be a boom in the industry. And I also think, you know, Hey, this is uh, one way to really bring production back into the U S you know, there's not going to be a lot of international travel. I think, I think people are going to be, You know, whereas, you know, the strike years ago sent people out of the country, I think this Mm -hmm. actually will keep people in the country. And I think because of that, um, we're going to see a lot of work within the U.S. and uh, we'll be busy. Yeah, that and that's that's a very positive outlook. Thank you for sharing that. I think Christian and I definitely need to hear that. We need a little bit um, of hope. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I mean, reality is is that yes, you're right. It'll all come back, but it's just um, nobody has that timeline or schedule or calendar or Google Doc that says when. So there's a patience involved with what we're going through right now, but also um, the hope that we all want to feel. It's kind of combating with each other. <laughs> And, and and something we were speaking to earlier, Susan, was – and we'll get into 9-11 in a little bit. But, you know, after 9-11, you know, it was those big anthemic America, proud, strong messaging mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, unite us. Uh, we're strong. We can overcome this. But to your point about, you know, this will probably keep stuff here in the States and probably keep stuff local within mm-hmm. L.A., within New York, within Chicago, within all the small cities – so I feel like things are actually going to – we'll still probably produce anthems for sure, but things might get smaller and more community-based and mm-hmm. more local-based. I don't know if you have any thoughts uh, about that as compared to 9-11. Yeah, I think that's a good read on it. I think, you know, not, obviously this – I actually think this has affected us much more than 9-11. I think um, air travel will kind of come back. I think there will be people that just won't travel, you know, I think – Video villages mm-hmm. that are more remote might, you know, I think people will rethink how many people they send to a shoot and how many people are really necessary yeah, to be yeah. on that shoot. So I think, you know, I, I think we all will travel, you know, directors, producers will all yeah. travel to where is it's best to shoot and the best location for it. But I, mm-hmm. I do think, you know, that video village might be getting a lot smaller as people assess who's really needed in order to carry this out. I do think we'll be streaming Mm -hmm. Video Village. Mm -hmm. I think coming out of this, that's what we're going to be doing. So, Absolutely. But but add that line, line 209. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Video streaming. Video streaming. Video streaming. Village sure. streaming, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so it's like you start to see all the things that you, we can do to adapt so. things within a bid in order to cover ourselves and cover the client and that kind of thing. You mentioned you had a job postponed, but do you have any jobs that are being talked about down the road? Or are you or your company doing anything to keep servicing clients or agencies? Uh, we've actually been talking about that quite a bit. Um, there, We do have a job that postponed for about another month, and we'll reassess that. We are bidding something right now, bidding and treating something. Um, and the agency just came back to us today and is taking a bit of a pause for the next three days. Probably we'll hear back from them again on Monday on how they want to proceed. Uh, and then we're actually, we do a lot of ballparking for people. Um, and mm-hmm. so we're kind of putting putting the message out there that we can start ballparking concepts for people. But, but um you know, trying to figure out solutions as to um, what what the new normal will be once we come back, I think is what the other thing we're spending our time on, on trying to okay. put into place what our what the protocols will be once we get back to work. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I like that. It's um yeah, that's a smart little pivot there, ballparking and just staying active with staying in touch with some agencies and letting them know that you're there to help figure stuff out for when we do get back to work. That's because we will kind of an encouraging message. We will be back to work and it's going to hit, like you said, all of a sudden. So (laughs) we have to be prepared. That being said, and I know this is a little bit of an unfair question, but if you had a crystal ball, what do you see for the next three to six months uh, for the state of our industry. If, you, if you're having these conversations now with agencies and you're listening to these AICP calls, what do you see over the next three months? And any, any kind of activity or just planning and preparing for, for when we can come back to work? I actually think and I, I would hope that we're going to be back to work um, in the next two months. I think, I think another month of this is probably... You know, we're going to be quiet and prepping and that kind of thing for the next month at least. Um, I think two to three months from now, we're, I think there's going to be an onslaught of clients demanding or needing to put out messaging. And I think that's going to put a lot of pressure on agencies to react quickly and to try to, to get things into production quickly. You know, my hope is that mm-hmm. that will that need of, you know, let's get something out fast and we have slots to fill and things to that we, you know, new messages that we want to send out to people. I'm hoping that because because everything has been at a standstill, that there'll be a rush to try to get things produced. Um, so I guess, you know, put, uh, you know, put all your favorites on hold for two months from now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but I, I do think, I do think there'll be things will want to be produced rather quickly. And I think concepts will need to be approved rather quickly. And I, I'm not sure if, you know, agencies will go through the typical, you know, months of testing prior to putting messaging out. I just think, yeah, you know, people will, will want to get back to work rather quickly. Um, how that work is done is going to change, obviously, and and how we try to remain diligent and safe will change. But um, I do think that there will be, a, uh, I think there will be a, an onslaught of work that will, will keep us, you know, we'll be in deep in the throes of production in three months. In mm-hmm. six months, hopefully, hopefully some of the protocols that we have put into place will just be kind of the, the new, the the new normal way that we do things now. <laughs> um, and, and maybe some of those will be a little bit re- more relaxed, but I do think, you know, this is, this has changed how we deal with production and, and we will be back to work and, and we will have productions happening. It's just, uh, and we will be working more in the U S um, but it's just kind of a, let's wait and wait and see what that is. I just, um, I'm pretty hopeful about what this industry is and, and what advertising is to people and what content is to people um, and what that serves and how we, how we produce those, I think will be 
the the next new normal. Yeah, got it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And that's a again a, a very positive, very hopeful, hopeful <laughs> very yeah. And uh, the one thing that I've been kind of thinking, not to counter, but um, you know, if non-essential businesses don't come back, and and let's say marketing, you know, film shoots become an essential business or allowed to do business, but small stores, small retail, you know, theaters any place where a lot of people, malls, retail, if those stores stores don't come back, then I imagine maybe that message starts changing to either delivery, online services. Of course, there's banking, healthcare. Those are probably the sectors that we would see some sort of activity in. Mm -hmm. Susan, do you agree? Mm -hmm. or, or do you think there's other room there? No, I think I think the the things that will come back will be banking online. I think you're exactly right. I think, you know, there's going to be some of the industries that were heavily affected are going to really need to reassess and figure out what their messaging is going to be mm -hmm. so that they can get back up and running um, rather quickly. I think, you know, the airline industry, a lot of their messaging will center around how to, how to make airline travel safe. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, big, big companies that are big brands, I think their uh, their messaging will be ones of hope and we're in this together sort of thing. But, you know, I think each brand is going to reassess what the best message is for them. And, uh, you know, we'll see some of those, some of those industries come, you know, bigger companies come back, you know, more fully rather than smaller, smaller entities, you know things like movie theaters and that kind of thing, I think that'll suffer. And I think, you know, yeah. it's, it's going to change how how we consume media or how we consume feature films and that kind of thing. I think that will change for a while. And I think, you know, unfortunately, we'll see a contraction in those some of those industries, which is, it's, it's kind, it is 9-11-esque because, you know, we did see contraction in certain industries back then. And, and I think that same thing will happen. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as small businesses, I think my hope is the ones that are able to weather, weather this storm. Um, I think we should, you know, maybe there's a way for us to, you know, in, in each of our communities to, to put ourselves out there and to really help those, you know, is there a way for us to um, go to a small restaurant instead of, you know, catering? Is there a way for us mm -hmm. to, you know, okay. but, you know, catering, again, is a small business, too. So, mm -hmm. you know, how how do we use our industry to help small businesses? Is there a way for us to help and and bringing business back and bringing people back to work? And is there something that we can do that extends that to those, those smaller businesses around us and those retail locations around us that, um, that you know, are our favorite stores or our favorite places that we don't want to see go out of business. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see that. And, and it kind of points to a conversation, Christian, we had with Anka about this uh, corporate structure that is a different corporate structure that allows, not allows, anybody can donate to charity, but has certain tax breaks and allowances for corporations that give a certain amount of profit to local charities, communities, organizations like Tom's, right? You buy a pair of shoes and they donate a pair. And maybe that is another line item, you know, that goes into our budgets if brands want to make sure that they're putting their genuinely money help. where their mouth is, mm -hmm. genuinely help. There's a line item of, you know, three th 2500 bucks to a local food bank or, you know, some sort of fund for displaced people or something to that mm -hmm. effect. I don't know. Maybe that's a pipe dream, Susan, but, you know, maybe something yeah, like that could happen. Yeah, you know what? It's, it, it would be nice, you know, that, <laughs> that sort of, you know, maybe this time has able, uh, enabled us to rethink things a little mm -hmm. bit. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, when we see on the other side of this, you know, people that have been affected and what that effect has been, maybe... You know, maybe there's a place in our heart for, you know, how do we how do we put our put, you know, some money back into our communities in that way? You know, I, you know when you start talking about this, about bigger brands doing this, you know, Tom's has already the, the shoe, you know. Yeah. But but is there a way for bigger brands to 
you know, instead of just anthemic messages, can they communicate um, community giving? Yes. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, opens my mind up to all sorts of possibilities of documentary filmmaking and and that sort of thing about how brands are doing this. And and maybe we'll see more of that type of work, um, uh, communicating brand stories in that way. Mm. But, you know, it would be it would be a nice thing to put put a line item on it yeah. or it would be a nice thing to say you know what we're our markup is x because we're giving one percent to x you know much like restaurants used to put on the additional percentage to mm-hmm. pay their health care maybe mm-hmm. maybe we put on an additional percentage to put it into a slush fund or the sick fund or yeah. whatever that is um and you know i i don't know if you know, we've been so competitive within the industry and we're so, um, it's when you're bidding a job, it's all about winning that job and you don't want to, you know, maybe that 1% will help you get to that number. Right. Right. But, you know, what do you, you know, it, it'd be nice if as an industry, we could, we could come together and just say, hey, there's a 1% thing that goes to this these local businesses or there's a 1% or fund back or, this 1%. But, yeah. you know. It's 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 a pipe dream, but maybe it's a nice, you know, maybe after sitting at home thinking about clearing out your dress book and all those other things that yeah. we can do, maybe there's there's some things that it's like, you know what, as a company, maybe this is what we should stand for. Maybe yeah. maybe we do do this. Maybe this is our, you know, mm-hmm. we put a sick fund in and, and cost consultants are going to go, well, what is that? It's like it's a protection. It's basically an insurance policy so you, right. that people don't get sick or that people feel comfortable not getting sick or, yeah. you know, so I think a lot of times, you know, cost consultants will say, we'll take that out or take this, this amount out. But I think as companies, we can say, you know, we're going to keep, we, we feel as a company, this is part of what we stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, we can, we want to keep that in and, you know, I think, yeah, We'll we'll see what happens. I, you know, it's kind of a wait and see, right? It's a wait. It's a wait and see. But you know, Chris <laughs> and I were talking about gift baskets earlier. You know, instead of in, instead maybe of, it's not a line item, mm-hmm. but instead of a gift basket, instead of taking you out to a two thousand dollar fancy agency dinner, we take that two thousand dollars and we're gonna do this with it. You guys stay at your hotel, figure mm-hmm. out your own dinner. We're gonna take that money and give it to this charity instead, or or something to that effect. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but you still want to do the dinner. Uh, <laughs> the dinner is the treat. I know. I mean, come on. After like all that work and selling yep, through all projects yep. and Fine. stuff, it's like, oh my gosh, I've finally gotten to this place where we're actually producing this. It's, you you yeah. kind of want that little pat on the back. That maybe is there's true. a way to uh, maybe there's a way to mix in both of those so that you could do both. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Susan, thank you so much for your time. This has been a, a, a real pleasure. You're welcome. It's nice talking to you guys. Thank yeah. you so much. Keep us updated, too. Yeah, keep All us right. updated and take care, Susan. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. Wow. That, well, was, that was That was amazing. It was a nice shot of that, sunshine and my um, rainy day here in New York. And I, Christian, I think it's the first time anybody's been bold enough to give us a timeline. Exactly. Right. I think I also too think that it's the first time somebody had some sort of community-based uh, thinking too in a yeah. developed way. Her ideas are pretty developed. Yes, and you know, timelines of course, you know, are hard to to say, but she has a hopeful approach. She has faith in this industry. She believes in its resilience and that's refreshing to hear because I think the biggest problem the I think the biggest unnerving factor in all this for me is that there is no timeline so far mm-hmm. coming from mm-hmm. state officials, government officials. I mean, except for our president, who's given us a, a timeline of Easter, but by all means, all the health care officials around him are not abiding to that. And they're even saying they're there is no timeline. Mm-hmm. There is no yeah, timeline. They're in we... fact saying there is no timeline. We exactly. can't put a time on this. But Susan is correct, and she's seen this industry go through all its ups and downs, and I think she's got a good read on how marketing and advertising works, and she is correct. There is going to need to be some kind of brand messaging out there, some sort of content out there, um, and when it comes back, it's it's going to come back quick, but it's going to look different. 
I agree. And I, I think I picked up a couple of things from what she said as well. Like we working as line producers, working in conjunction with our, you know, the company who has hired us. But we do have a lot of budget power when it comes to where, yeah. where the money is spent. And so I do think that we could as well suggest to the company that we're working for the idea of if, you know, when these things start back up and the caterers aren't ready yet, we, we go to a local restaurant or just little things like that where we're using the community instead of a motorhome, even though we love them so much, we rent out a restaurant. I mean, or some other form of business that needs the money. There's, you know... There's going to, if there is this onslaught of um, need, mm -hmm. then we can start to become creative about where we spend the money as well. Yeah. And I think as companies and as producers, we can drive that conversation yes. and we should be driving that conversation. Mm -hmm. You're coming here to shoot in our neighborhood. This is our company. This is our name. Here's how we want to do business now. Agreed. And then, and of course, it does all end up, you know, it all is about the bottom line. So there will be concessions made. But there are things that we can, you know, take a stand on. Agreed. And then I also, too, would love to have a client dinner with Susan. <laughs> she made it sound really fun. <laughs> they are very fun. Well, <laughs> I've been on many. And I've been on many fun. that, well, I've been on many that um, with we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like hers or yours would be more fun. They're so. better. They're better with Susan. Yes, exactly. So, well, special thanks to Susan, uh, Susan Ruitt Anderson of WeThePeople.tv. Much appreciate her time. I think that is it for today, Christian. Do you have anything yes. else to add? I I have so much more to add, but we always have tomorrow, Lawrence. We always have tomorrow. So everybody, thank you. Stay safe. Stay connected. Stay active, and please, for the love of God, stay home. Stay home and wash your hands. Don't touch your face. You know who you are. I started off today just touching my face for Lawrence. So, <laughs> so you would know I'm still doing it by accident. Knock it off. Knock Stop it off, it. Christian. Knock it off. Exactly. Stop it. I also want to put the video of the hand-washing tutorial in the show notes. I'm sure you can Google search it. It's somebody who has gloves on, and they put black food coloring in their hands and start rubbing them together yeah. to show you how much work you need to do to get full coverage on your hands of soap. And soap kills this virus. So please, people, watch the video. You can Google search it. I'll put it in the show notes. Watch it and wash your hands correctly. Also, please be sure to send us your voice recordings or your emails to producershappyhour at gmail.com. And Christian, how can people get a hold of you directly? They can get me at sisterchristianproduces.com. Lawrence, how do people get to you? Two websites, lawrencetlewis.com and for voiceover, voiceoflawrence.com. Perfect. See you tomorrow. All right. Bye. Thank you, everybody.